The North Forker Weekend Podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winter Parker of Corcoran. Sherry is the North Fork's top real estate agent and top producer from 2005 through 2020. Hi, welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I'm McLena DeFont. I'm joined today by Sarah Austin and Felicia Lavonia. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. How are you doing on the hottest day ever? <laughs> Surviving. I wish I was swimming in the bay right now, but otherwise, I guess hanging in there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I feel like there have been many times already this summer where I'm like, hey, family, do you want to go for a swim? And it's 100% just so that I can get into the water. Um, But it's so wonderful, and we're so lucky to be surrounded by such amazing water and such great things um, to do on the North Fork, even in these super hot days. That's right. It's always easy to cool off. Yes, for sure. So today is, well, we're recording this on the very last day of June. However, tomorrow is July 1st, which means it's magazine day. Um, And so we're on today to talk about our newest issue and also something very, very special um, that is going to be happening for the full month of July. Um, And that is our best of the North Fork Um, we are going to be having polls and our entire magazine is dedicated to, um, to picks and to categories and selections of things in the eat, drink, live, breathe fashions that we think, um, are, are the tops on the North Fork. Um, yeah, we're just super excited about this issue and we hope people love it. We're, um, you know, this is sort of what we do all day because we're lucky enough to work at North Forker. And so we're always saying like, well, who makes a really good strawberry dessert that we can include in a story? Or what's, where's the best place to buy used books? Or what's your favorite beach if you want to watch the sunrise? It's just, you know, over and over debating amongst ourselves and trying new things and curating what we think are the best on the North Fork for our uh, readers. So we thought it would be helpful for everybody and exciting to kind of put all of that in one place, in one issue that you could save all year and consult and dog ear the pages and debate with your own friends and family what you think are the best on the North Fork. So um, we hope that readers will love it. And we also, I think we wanted to celebrate uh, a lot of the businesses on the North Fork who had, of course, a crazy last year and a half and have been absolute heroes in the community, you know, doing great work, best in class work against all of the odds. Um, So we didn't want to sort of pick one in each category. We really spread the love around to say, um, you know, there's so much amazing um, work being done and in restaurants, in the wineries, in the areas of um, wellness, uh, you know, across the board. Um, it's just inspiring. So we hope that the issue will inspire you and celebrate these businesses. Definitely. And when Sarah talks about um, us debating over these <laughs> over these picks and over these categories, we definitely had spent many, many, many Zoom calls talking about what our selects were and why these places are worthy. And all of them really are so worthy um, of, of this notice. And uh, we're so happy to have included um, all of these different businesses for sure. 
Yeah, you can rest assured we did not make our choices lightly. There was much friendly arguing and many hours long, you know, meetings and calls between our team and emails back and forth. Like, what about this? Should we take this? Should we include them? So um, just a really fun process and, and kind of tapping all of the different knowledge and interests that our whole team has. Definitely. Um, and with that, we're going to talk about some of the categories and then some of the um, maybe we'll tease some of the picks in here also. And then we did as well in our July issue feature some of these places in a larger format um, with profiles and um, have great photography to go along with that and kind of told their stories a bit more too. So we'll talk about all that in today's podcast. So um, when we talk about these categories, we didn't just pick like, okay, like best, you know, best brunch spot and then best dinner spot. We literally have for the eat section, um, and there are like 25 categories, so we will not go through all of them, but we definitely included play, um, categories like best Mexican and Latin food, best Italian food, best family restaurants, best waterfront dining, uh, best bagels, of course, best date spots, best chefs, best lobster rolls. Couldn't leave that one out. Naturally. Yes. (laughs) Felicia could. (laughs) That's true. Felicia somehow, everyone just knows we're throwing her under the bus for sure because it's almost um, in disbelief. She does not have an allergy to it. She just doesn't, doesn't love lobster. So we're not sure how that happened. Um, I might be the only person on the North Fork. You are the only North Forker that doesn't love lobster. That's okay. That just means more for, for Sarah and myself. So okay. (laughs) We also have categories um, around best takeout spots, best markets, best food trucks. The list goes on and on. So there's definitely, definitely so many categories to choose from and to browse um, and to vote for, too. We're going to be doing um, polls for these for each of the picks in these categories, too. So we would love our audience to vote on who their favorite picks are within. Right. So we'll be launching the... Um, the reader's choice survey and announcing the winners um, tomorrow, or, or I guess that's today <laughs> as you're listening to this. Um, and all throughout the month, we'll be you know reminding you to vote in various categories. You can do it all at once. You can do a few categories each day, um, but we hope that you'll weigh in and um, throw your love to your favorite from our curated picks. Um, and they'll get a special, you know, recognition as the as the reader's choice um, versus all of the the editorial picks that we made. Yes, definitely. Um, and so, Felicia, you've written a bunch of stories in this magazine. You wrote a really fun story that I think we had tossed around anyway, but then it ended up fitting in perfectly to a best of since it does detail so many farm stands. Um, you wrote a really fun story called Farm Stand Nine One One. It's about using up the different items in your CSA bag or box. Yeah. So what was kind of cool about this story was that one of our categories is best farm stands. And so I got to talk to some people from those best farm stand category about some different produce that um, many people might not think of as the best or they're sort of underrated or they get them 
uh, in their CSA box and they don't really know what to do with them because they've never had any experience with them before. Um, and so it was really fun to talk to um, some people from SEPS Farms. I talked to some people from Sylvester Manor Educational Farms and I talked to someone from KK's The Farm about how to use some underrated produce. So think like bitter greens, radicchio, bok choy, fennel, beets, Swiss chard, um, and talk to them about not only like sort of those ways that you think about cooking that sort of produce. So like bok choy, I feel like it's very common to just think about throwing that in a stir fry or a soup or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I talked to Sonomi from KK's and she recommended making a really cool salad, which is one of the photographs in the story um, of using this raw bok choy, chopping it up, making a really simple um, dressing with some soy sauce and some sesame oil, um, adding some peanuts. And then this was probably the coolest thing I may have done in my entirety of experience (laughs) cooking at home was taking some really thin rice noodles and frying them like flash frying them in some oil and they turn into this like crispy little topping that goes perfectly on the salad. And it's just a really cool way to use bok choy. And that's only one of many different examples that are in the story. Yeah. I love that. And it really is very inspiring and um, it's fun and it does help you think out of the box and gets you into um, exploring and adventuring in your kitchen and not just going back to the same old recipes that we've been using, but, um, ways of using this produce in a whole new way. Yeah. And then we have our drink section, which has a ton of more uh, categories, which are really fun. So of course we have best winery, best tasting room, best breweries, best cocktail spots, um, and then some fun categories like best places to grab a drink um, and best tea and coffee houses also. So there's definitely a lot here too. And I also really like this list as not just voting for best of, but also I feel like it, it helps me um, and inspires me to go to places that, <clears throat> although of course I've been to them or I'm familiar with them, it does just remind me that these places are there also. Um, and, and it's like a, a solid list for me too. Yeah, we, we had a really hard time narrowing down, obviously, best wineries and best tasting rooms. There's so many fabulous options that we're blessed to have in this area. Um, and it was fun to hear everybody's kind of passionate case for their picks. And, and like you said, it gives you, we all tend to fall into a rut and go to the same places that we love. And it, it, um, it gives you some fresh new ideas. So we hope that'll be the case for readers as well. Definitely. Um, and Sarah, I'd love for you to talk about a story that you wrote within this section um, featuring some of our amazing women winemakers. Yeah, one of our categories was best winemakers. um, And uh, we immediately thought of Ali Shaper and Robin Epperson McCarthy, who um, together um, own Chronicle Wines, um, which is, you know, one of the reasons we're really excited by their work is one, they make fabulous wine, obviously, that's the number one thing, but two, just such an interesting model of collaboration and partnership with the way they have structured their company as sort of an umbrella for several different, very personal wine labels that each winemaker um, does 
herself. And then also they make some wines together. They have a fabulous line of wine spritzers um, that I'm now a little um, obsessed with. <laughs> Addicted fridge. <laughs> but just sort of a huge range of um, creative uh, approaches and flavors and branding um, and just really deep knowledge of um, of wine coming at it from, you know, from different angles. And so I loved meeting them. And the great thing is that um, anybody can meet them. They run their um, tasting room on um, Peconic Lane and they're there or some other very knowledgeable wine geek is there and sort of conversing about wine and wine education um, and just sort of this connection is, is a big part of what they do. Um, and I love that. It felt very, very North Fork. We found that as we did our best of list, there were so many partnerships and people working together and making each other better and kind of learning from each other. And so that's a theme of the entire issue. We've done a lot of profiles of sort of married chefs who work together and, um, you know, other kind of partners in, in business. And this is a really inspirational, creative and business partnership. Yeah, definitely is. And speaking of partnerships, um, in our live section, we had profiled American beach owner, Brent Pelton and his partner, Alex Benash, um, and talked about their partnership and, um, the amazingness that they've created over in Sterling Square in Greenport. Um, and for the live categories, we also um, came up with best art spaces, best nurseries and garden centers, best home decor shops, best hotels, best bed and breakfasts. Um, and this is a really fun, fun section as well. Definitely. Lots of fabulousness and great shopping and places to stay if you're from out of town. So really inspirational. Um, yeah, I feel like the live category is one of those that um, we kept on slowly like, well, what about this spot? What about this spot over and over? Because like, we would be out and about on the North Fork and see these places and think like, well, we definitely have to mention XYZ business. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. I feel like it kind of grew. Um, it took on legs after we initially brainstormed. Definitely. The, the shopping um, and home decor scene is really booming and fun out here. It really is. Um, and Felicia, speaking of the shopping scene... Um, you did a really fun story with the Times vintage shop owner, uh, Elizabeth Sigward. I'm, I keep on not pronouncing her name correctly, and I apologize for that. Um, so let's hear what you got to do with her. Yeah. So I love her store, and I love vintage shopping, and I love like looking through sort of items that you know have a story or have already lived a life with somebody else. Um, and that's what Lizzie does. So I was lucky enough to go with her on one of her trips um, to see how she sort of gathers her stock for her store. Um, and one of many ways that she does this is through people reaching out to her. Um, normally it's older people or people who are looking to downsize um, and have clothes from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, sometimes even earlier, um, that they have worn or have kept away and that they are looking to get rid of. And so I went with her one day. Um, she has a 1999 Chevy 
conversion van, which is like this huge van that she drives everywhere. Um, and we went to Nassau County to visit this um, older woman. Her name was Anne. She was in her 90s. And she had just like closets and closets and closets full of clothes. And every time Lizzie was going through them and she would find something that she thinks she would like. And then Anne would tell her the story of like, oh, that's the dress I wore to my second son's wedding. And it was this really cool, like dress from the eighties, but had a lot of inspiration from the 1920s and a, like a little, little elements of art deco. And, um, and it was cool to see how, Lizzie picks out what she puts in her store and how sort of delicately curated it all is. Um, and to see, to hear the stories of these clothes before Lizzie sort of um, refreshes them and gives them new life. And it, it goes on to um, else to, for them to wear and for them to have a story. That's so cool. And I love you got to go along and tag along for that ride. And it really is amazing when we think about the past lives that these pieces that um, that new owners own of of reclaimed or or vintage items. Um, so that's so much fun that you got to join Lizzie and write this really fun story. I love this fun. story. Yeah, and we we always talk about sustainability on the North Fork, and of course, fast fashion is one of the biggest contributors to landfill. So thinking about, you know, how can we recycle clothes and, and give them new life? It's very, um, it's a very sustainable practice. And I feel like right in keeping with um, our sensibilities on the North Fork. Yes, definitely. And then we have our breathe section. Some categories in that are best local landmarks, best parks, best hiking trails, best downtowns, which was um, definitely a hot conversation. <laughs> best <public laughs> golf courses, best beaches. We have best horse farms um, and we have best artisans as well. Um, and there are some great profiles in this section as well. Yeah, I loved hearing about um, the jewelry designers at Common Ground Jewelry um, in Greenport, which was um, formerly known as Orenda. They have a new name and they have the most beautiful shop. And again, a really fascinating partnership of this one of, um, you know, their aesthetics are sort of opposites in their personalities and, and the way they've turned that to their advantage and, and made something really special and meaningful. And so that was a, a really uh, a lovely profile of another great power couple. It was. Yeah. I, I do like the theme um, that was unintentional, but it is a nice theme throughout the issue of these different stories of these different power couples that um, have been able to create and to use their opposite attract kind of thing to make really incredible things across the North Fork. This is super exciting. Everyone do not forget to check out our Instagram stories, our website, of course, our magazine. Start voting um, and get into it. We're so excited to hear from you and then hear feedback and um, to see kind of what bubbles up and what your favorite picks are. Sarah and Felicia, thank you so much for joining me. And listeners, we'll be back next week with another episode of North Forker Weekend where we talk about things to do um, for that week. Thanks, everyone. Stay cool. Thanks. Thanks.